episode number 22. This, and our guest today is Eric Doyle, sales guru, most of the time, sales guru. <laughs> um, <coughs> hey man, everybody can be a sales guru if they're sold on what they're doing, they're sold on themselves, and they're sold on the company they work for, and they're sold in the moment, right? Transferring the emotion of certainty is how you sell stuff. Um, so just being certain about what you're selling, having passion in what you're doing, and it's really hard for people that are leaving a job in sales to stay focused on the goal of being certain about what you're doing because the reason that you're leaving the job in the first place is that you're not certain about your situation anymore. Right? Whether It's not about the job here so much or the product or whatever for you. It's more about you know, your child is in another state and you want to be with them you know, and, and having issues with flights and it's a nightmare, right? So <laughs> it's like, all right, I've been doing that for a year and it's, uh, we're done with that. So that's different, right? It's a little different, but it's still, your brain can start to go, your brain, your brain will do funny things to justify like your decision that you made. And like, it will, it will go, it will start to say, it will start to say things like, yeah, and Nashville's going to be better because of this. And Phoenix was great, but, so you know what I mean? It'll, it'll st it can. I'm not saying it's doing that for sure. you. Yeah. I'm just saying people in general, your brain can start to, to shift the soldness to the decision and where you're headed and then start to unsell yourself on where you are and, and, and so you can break ties mm. with where you are and start building ties where, where you're go with where you're going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, makes it makes it hard to sit down for seven and a half hours or whatever and, and focus on making sales when you got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, but mm -hmm. you got one Monday, and you still have three days left to make a bunch of money mm -hmm. to take on your journey. And uh, so we're gonna focus in, right? We're yeah. gonna we're gonna fight until the buzzer. Until the buzzer rings every quarter, every day, every week until it's done. I think I know what I w did yesterday. I think I was, um, I think I sounded really good and high energy and had perfect structure for the most part, but I uh, was talking oh, through people too much. I didn't let people, I didn't let people get in enough. Yeah. So, and that turns people off. <laughs> And there was a couple of buyers that like I thought weren't <laughs> buyers or something. And I just like kept talking or something when they were like trying to get in. And but mm. I, I didn't want to lose my momentum on a sentence. Like I didn't want to lose. I did't want them to interrupt me to go, hey, hey, I'm not like I'm not interested. You know, like I, I didn't let them get in to interrupt me for something silly. Right. Whereas I sh probably should have. Yeah. Know? But sometimes you're in the middle of a sentence and you just want to finish the sentence. Because mm -hmm. you don't want to get that momentum ruined uh, just because they're not even uh, trying to ask a buying question. They're trying to just object to you or something. Uh, but I think I should have not done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard. It's a fine line to ride sometimes. It is. But, you, you know, when you're when you're really on, you have moments of of each of those examples in your calls. So it doesn't just go one way or the other. So there are moments where you do need to finish your sentence, right. but there's a lot of moments where you stop and let people in. More more of those than finishing the yeah. sentence. And I think it was heavy on the 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 wrong 
type. Yeah. yeah. Finishing is probably yeah. more all finishing the sentence <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of allowing space for engagement, right? Because those buyers surprise you always. Well, not always, but a lot of times they do. You know, they, you'll think in your head, oh, this isn't a buyer, but then if you are patient, then they turn into a buyer. Yeah, and I think that's a good a good um, topic to bring up is that uh, you should never be thinking that they're not a buyer. There shouldn't be a negative doubt thought about a person that's a prospect in for a salesperson. Right. You should never see somebody come into your store and go, well, let me take a look. They're not a buyer. You should never say that. I mean, based on what they're saying to you. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, you're right. I, I think you should go. I think you should have the opposite th thought of like if they're giving you objections, etc. You should be like, oh, this is a buyer. Then like you the should always think that. Is there indication that they are a buyer? Yeah, I guess I didn't mean it like that, but yeah, always. I just mean like uh, sometimes people don't sound like a buyer. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily judging them as they're not a buyer, but I'm like, oh, this maybe this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, just always be thinking that what part of my pitch or my expertise or the information there might be, there can be one part of that that will turn the turn the tide. Yeah, just even the negative set they say is an indication that they're a buyer. That's mm -hmm. what you should be thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fuel. Yeah. It's fuel for you to sprinkle doubt on their doubt. It's fuel for you to to. Um, build more value. It's fuel for you to look like an expert in those moments to um, clarify. Those are clarifying moments sometimes when they're saying something that's not true, when they're sort of misinformation about your service or your product or your industry that you're selling in. And it, it's a good, it's a good place for you to be able to take that and turn it into a positive, spin it into a positive as long as it's truthful. Right, and then, <coughs> and then earn their trust and earn their business. So, turn it into something that you know is a illumination on your. You know, it's illuminating. It's illuminating your product, your company, or your industry, and it's a truth about it that they're misinformed about. Mm -hmm. So, I love that. I love those moments where people say the things that they say because I get to go. Yeah, actually, it's a it's really different from that. It's actually this, and so that's why it's so important for you to do this or whatever it is, you know. But like, just to turn it into something that's positive, right? Turn it into like a yeah, great question. Even if it's not, it's just a negative statement. It's like yeah, great question. It's actually <laughs> it's actually this in this positive stuff, and and so I'm going to sprinkle doubt on your doubt, so that you start to doubt your own doubt, and so that you start to ask me questions. I didn't ask you a question. That wasn't a question. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Great job. Awesome. Yeah. Great job. Great question again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eric's just like, why are you being a dick, bro? Bro. Bro, bro, bro. There we go. Cool. Well, we got... Um, uh, we got calls from yesterday and just for people who are tuning in this is probably one of our last podcasts for a little while because we're moving 
to a new space and building a podcast studio where we will have professional engineers and we'll be helping other podcasters um, in the area come rent space and do podcasts. So we're going to we're going to start a little side hustle to help other podcasters build their brand and build their business um, in the podcasting world. And then we'll learn a lot and get better at podcasting ourselves and continue to grow in our, you know, continue to grow and evolve in, in our podcasts that we do. Um, we'll probably get away from sales training um, in, into other topics like um, real estate, real estate investing, uh, beer. I like beer. We'll talk a lot about IPA and beer and breweries and stuff like that. So that'll be fun. And um, and then, yeah, we'll we'll also be continuing this company at a smaller scale. But we're uh, we're selling a lot of our stuff. We've already sold like a forty percent of our our stuff that we're getting rid of from our sales floor that we shut down. Eric is our last salesperson uh, for for the time being, obviously, um, we're going to stay open to the point where hopefully the sales force realizes that their pipe dreams aren't going to work out and they need to go back to work at offices and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> and, and go to the factories and make the toilet paper and the, uh, and the, um, baby formula and the, you know, cars and stuff for the demand that we all have for those things. You know, I'd hate to see those, you know, those products and companies go out of business because nobody's willing to work in the factories to, to make them. But is that is that even a risk right now? Absolutely. Damn. So like that's ins that's an insane problem. Well, I mean, <laughs> like look at the supply chain right people now. People not going to work, so then that we can't have stuff. <laughs> well, that's that's what's been happening. That's with, crazy. That's what's been happening with the supply chain, right? So that's the end game then. That's what they're trying to, yeah. I don't know what they are trying to I do. I know, I know. But, but that's what's <laughs> happening. It makes me think about conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, that's what. Like an engineered plan to make everyone reliant on the government then. If you're not going to work, then we'll do, we'll provide everything for you. You can work remote and then, yeah. Right, but they would have to continue the stimulus that created this mess, right? right. But they're yeah. not going to be able to continue the stimulus. That would bankrupt the company, the the country the stimulus checks or the just the yeah. stimulus package right to get the economy continue the economy during the pandemic right there there's a stimulus part of the pandemic that created this mass wealth for people to input into the economy which was helped the fact that there was a lack of workforce people were buying stuff and it kept people in business and it kept workers some workers working at higher rates so that's why you saw um hourly wages go way up and um cost of goods go way up and inflation happen um because of the amount of stimulus that was put the amount of printed money that was put into the economy that was put into the hands of consumers so and and then you know the lack of s home sales created a shortage of of inventory which Whenever that happens, then and there's more buyers than sellers, then housing prices go up, and then rents went up, and so everything's gone up, you know. Um, so, but I, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts about real estate investing and 
and, and real estate and economists and, and stuff. And, and what I'm hearing from them is that the workforce, and this is what I said months ago, right, was that the workforce, and so it's been reiterated by other smarter people than me, that um, the workforce has had time to take a pause during the pandemic while being stimulized by the government to stay home and then they're figuring out what they want to do with their lives because life is short and you know mm. um, you know what do I want to do with this time I have and so people decided well maybe I don't want to go work nine to five in an office and have synergy have fucking synergy right maybe I want to do my own thing synergy with the company and their own themselves yeah because yeah, yeah, it does create synergy right but right. maybe I don't want that maybe I want a different schedule Maybe I don't want that schedule. Maybe I want to do things on a different time frame. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't want to go to sit in an office at a chair in a cubicle or a desk or whatever. Uh, maybe I don't want the stress of the having to perform to make more money. Maybe I'm okay making less money. Or maybe I'll be creative and go into something totally different. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll jump into um, podcasting. Or, you know, look, we did. <laughs> Right, we jumped into podcasting, but and a lot of people did. But yeah. now there's two million plus podcasters. There's as many real podcasters as there are realtors. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, uh, but um, yeah, it's crazy. So, so yeah, just uh, I think the overall shift of the culture of the workforce is different, and you know, the biggest generation is millennials, which I don't. Gener I don't really like this generational thing, so I shouldn't even have brought it up, but people are people, so yeah. whatever. Humans are humans. Yeah, there'll always be people that rise above and people that don't. Yeah, exactly. You can label people whatever you want if you're a, if you're a small thinker or whatever. There's some incredible people my age, incredible people older than me, incredible people younger than me. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we just don't need to, that, you know, chain of agreement. Why do we need generational labels if we need a chain of agreement to all be one, 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 uh, one world, you know? Right. One world government. One world government. Chi uh, China. Please <laughs> let it be China. No, just kidding. <laughs> Please, China, take over so people will go back to work. <laughs> so people will go back to work. <laughs> Force them to go back to work <laughs> or they don't get to eat. It's actually just good for the country because we... America just gets super lazy, but then China just whips us into shape. <laughs> Through slavery again. Make a ton of money. <laughs> oh, my God. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, so you hope people come back to work. After a few years? That's uh, derailed you, kind of. Um, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you should do a, a podcast with Kevin, too, right? Because he's selling business pages. you got to do, like, a business page uh, podcast mm -hmm. with Kevin. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We can definitely do that. He's just in Portland, Oregon. So we'll have you to could, you could figure out the yeah, you remote part. Zoom him in. Zoom. Yeah. Got to get some equipment there. But but yeah, I mean. It should be pretty simple. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you could just talk into his computer mic. It might sound crappy, but yeah. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there that don't sound amazing. That yeah, just true. They got to deal with it. You know, they got yeah. people on Zoom. You've seen interviews with doctors that are. They sound like they're on the phone and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can just do that. Call. That's pretty easy to do. You don't even need equipment. You can just zoom them in. Well, I like things to work and be good. I mean, I'm saying it should be pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not looking for easy. I'm looking for greatness. <laughs> I know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I, what I'm saying, all this, I'm is to say that 
will keep this business going. And I think in my predictability, in my prediction is <coughs> that in a, in a certain amount of time, I'm not sure if it's one, two to five years from now, people, you know, people are going to have to get back to work. They're going to have to go dig ditches, work at Taco Bell, stock shelves at Target, um, <laughs> you know, be realtors, be politicians, be whatever. Like we need the country to function. They're going to have to work in a factory to make chicken products and, you know, and, and toilet paper and baby formula and all the stuff and things that we need, cars. Wh you know, what if, what if like nobody wants to work in car factories anymore? It's like, yeah, it's boring. We can do something else. Then you can't buy any cars anymore. Right. What, and what yeah. if that happens to Elon Musk? You know, there's no more Teslas. It's all going to be automated, though. That's probably where it's headed. headed. I mean, cool. It's not now. I mean, yeah. a lot of it is, I guess, but you still yeah. need people. You still need people to watch the automation. Yeah. So what if you can't get people to watch the automation? Then you just build shitty products that clunkers on the road, cars that blow up, kill people. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, yeah. people are going to have to realize, well, I want a Tesla, so somebody's got to go fucking make that thing for me. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So the workforce eventually is going to, it's like this big arc. I see people being like this age of okay, awareness of like, you know, hey, I, I don't want to, I don't want to work for the man. I don't, I want to work for myself. I want to be creative. And that's not realistic. Yeah. It's not realistic. Some, you know? for some people it is, but for most people it's not. For some it is and most it's not. And yeah. that's the way the world works. Mm -hmm. And so if, if everybody was just if an we just artist. yeah if everybody was just an artist and got to do what made them feel good and whatever was great and it was a utopia our society would crumble and maybe yeah. a new society would come out of that i don't know maybe i'm being short-sighted and i'm not seeing the shift in the culture that's going to turn us into this utopian society that could be a thing too Who knows? that could be a thing too so maybe i'm the idiot but maybe yeah. I don't know. but i think people are going to have to go back to work because otherwise we're in for a desolation of industries. <laughs> yeah, because that utopian thing that you mentioned, that would have to happen over like centuries, not over like 10 years. Exactly. Yeah, it could right. happen that fast. Won't so our lifetimes will be shitty. The rest of our lifetimes will be really shitty, me and you and the next generation. You mean like because we'll be at the grindstone? No, because we'll be transitioning to this utopian society where everybody gets to do what they want and monetization is different and look remember we talked about the problem with being popular and in the monetary system and shitty in what way are you are you what do you mean by shitty i mean dystopian like no <laughs> no products no food Right. No industries. Because people are trying to make that shit happen now. Right. Yeah. So then, but then there will be a, sh you know, it'll be a great depression. Unlike I haven't noticed any lack seen. of products in my own life, though. Have you? Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely have seen things not in stock on shelves, for sure. Um, but then but they get not, restocked. But not for long. Yeah. yeah. But not for long. But so there's less of something. There's more demand, less supply than there is enough demand of something. Mm -hmm. So then when it goes back on the shelves, it just becomes less. Um, like a good example is nicotine gum. I chew nicotine gum. I haven't smoked or used tobacco products in over 10 years. But I chew nicotine gum because it's much healthier for me. 
and I'm still a drug addict for nicotine, right? Mm -hmm. So when I go to the stores, there's usually like all the flavors of this nice product that are available. Mm -hmm. Now, two of the flavors are not there, and there's only two boxes of one of the flavor left. And it's not that people are chewing. I mean, maybe it's that people are chewing more nicotine gum and quitting smoking. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. But it's more, probably more along the lines of that the nicotine gum factories can't hire fucking workers. So they're pr creating less products. And, and when does that stop, right? When does that slippery slope of creating less products come to a screeching halt of production? You're starting to see hints of it in insignificant things, which means possibly more of it in more significant way. Yeah. Significant I mean, products. I mean, look at, I mean, I, I, I can only attest to what I see and what I see is that we had to shut down our sales floor mm -hmm. because of it mm -hmm. after nine plus, you know, almost nine years of, of business thriving. So we had to shut down our sales floor because we were paying indeed astronomical amounts of money for applications, but 75% of the people didn't show up or more you know, or some days 100%. And then the people that did show up were not the cream of the crop, right? Not, <coughs> not the people that can do the job. So now you're spending all this money on recruiting and you're not getting anything in return. Plus you have the last two months, a million people a month have quit their jobs is what an economist said on a podcast. I don't know if it's true, but that's what an economist said, that two, mi two million people in the last two months have quit their jobs. <coughs> so uh, that's still happening. Last August, we had four point something million people quit their jobs. So people are just quitting. They're hiring, they're quitting, they're doing other things, and it's affecting little people like me in restaurants and bars and all kinds of other industries. Mm -hmm. And now you're seeing shortages in food, shortages in... Well, they say there's going to be a shortage in food. I haven't seen it yet, right? I still see, you know, when I go to the produce section, everything's stocked, okay? Do you but think there's going to be another short, uh, COVID shutdown? Yeah, Oregon, Oregon and California are already talking about masking up again. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. And I saw it when I was watching the Warriors game last night in Dallas that all the, the Golden State Warriors, which are out of San Francisco now, right? All of the Golden State Warriors coaches were wearing masks. I saw that too. Kerr. Yeah. Steve and he's Kerr. like making yeah. sure it was on while he's in <laughs> I the saw that. fucking interview. Yeah. Like I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled it up over his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Dallas Mavericks coaches were not wearing anything. These people love it, dude. They love the mask. It's like an addiction. It is. It's like feels good. It feels on good. Face. They're like addicted to the sensory. <laughs> it feels like nice. It feels comfortable. <laughs> It's like a, it's like the swaddling of a baby. It's like <laughs> <laughs> on their face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they feel yeah. So they're never gonna get rid of it. Swaddling it's too of a baby. What a good analogy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, dude. So yeah, so they're already talking about that, huh? Yeah. California and Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Wow. Yeah, that's gonna be nuts. Dude, because there's gonna be so, be so many people that um, will be over that. There's gonna be people that participated in that last year who this year will be like, nope, I'm not doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah, I hope That's so. Not so, man. You know. But yeah. Are they talking about some other variant though, or are they just talking about masking up? I heard something about another variant. 
that supposedly is breaking through now that's again less less deadly i thought i saw something about monkeypox did you see something oh, about that no oh, okay maybe that was but i i did hear somebody say something about it. i'm i'm like i'm just immersed into real estate right now i'm not yeah doing me too or not real estate but other things yeah yeah i'm immersed into real estate investing economy i'm i'm like okay when you got some money you got to make sure you don't lose it yeah so and that's what i'm working on right now is all the money i've earned over the last nine years of business trying to make sure that we keep it earning money and <clears throat> staying in a good position because a recession's more than likely it's coming. I mean, look what the feds have done to the interest rate. It's over 6%. I just did a refi on a property that we paid cash for. Um, and so we fixed it up. It went up $85,000 in value over a few months by fixing it up. And then we refied it to pull cash out to buy two, two new Airbnbs this summer. Okay. But the interest rate is now, it was like 5.8%, <clears throat> which I'm cool with because I'm selling that house after the two-year mark anyway because it, it's in a turd area. It's in a turd neighborhood that it's not going to appreciate a ton in. in um, you know, it's in Glendale. Mm -hmm. It's in this really shitty part of Glendale. So I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to keep it. Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offload it um, in another year, a uh, year and a half from now. And then I'll get rid of that high interest money we'll see and it's not really that high i mean it's six percent but the two houses that i'm going to buy coming up you just got to make adjustments for you know price and make sure that you come in under under um <coughs> under appraised value so you have equity in the home because you know prices might come down just a little bit and there might be a recession but that's what the feds are doing right they're raising rates and so that so that this inflation will slow down mm -hmm. um they're trying to slow down inflation right to stop um stop the demand for a lot uh, for the housing market slow the demand for housing which is great for me as an investor but <coughs> excuse me it just means temporarily my money the money that i purchase houses with is going to be expensive so i got to make sure that these deals right because i saw something about how home sales plummeted in april no, like they like not selling as many homes in April. Oh, not prices, but home sales. Yeah, the <coughs> amount of sales. Okay, yeah, like homes aren't selling; people are ho hanging out of their homes. Yeah, uh, actually, there's more. Great, yeah, there's more from what I understand. And again, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm a nobody. I don't know anything. I just know what I hear. <coughs> so I could be giving out disinformation and get arrested by the. Was it the see the task force, the misinformation task force of America? Yeah. Did you hear about that? I don't know about that. What's uh, that? Yeah, it's a crazy um, task force for disinformation and misinformation. They've categorized those as um, terrorists, as terrorism. It's so a crime. Yeah. Nah. -uh. As terrorism, so you can be treated like a terrorist if you're. You can't get convicted of a crime. If yeah, if you what? If, you're, if you're spewing disinformation, then the government could come and treat you like a terrorist. <laughs> That's insane. It is insane. That's like anti-free speech. Yes, it is. So, yeah. what were you uh, gonna say? <coughs> and again, that could be disinformation. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Good. How many times can we say that word? <laughs> disinformation. I wonder if YouTube's gonna shut this one down.
Totally. That would be cool. We got canceled before we got started. It's always good for business. <laughs> what were you, uh, so you were saying as far as the, uh, yeah, not more, as many homes being sold. Yeah. More, more inventory. So there's an uptick in inventory okay. and then mm -hmm. because the interest rates are up, then there's less buyers because people are being priced out, mm -hmm. <coughs> which just means that the sale amount of houses instead of, um, you know, going 50 to a hundred thousand dollars over asking price, <coughs> excuse me, you're going to get at asking or a little below asking or a little, you know, the range is smaller. So let's say you're at 300, you're selling it $500,000 and somebody wants it and you get a bidding war and goes up to six. That's not happening anymore because you don't have as many buyers in the market. Mm -hmm. So now if you're selling at five, you might sell for 510. You might sell for 450 or 490, right? So the range is just different. It's more healthy. Mm -hmm. It's a more healthy range for, for the real estate world. Um, <coughs> uh, but yeah. So if you're doing, if you're investing, if you're as an investor, it's good for you because less competition. You make more money. Well, less competition and, um, I don't have to spend, I don't have to spend more for something that may be worth less mm -hmm. in the mo in the moment. Like, you know, the, the housing prices have gone up so high, so fast in the last two years that you would buy and it was cool because you could buy a house for 500,000 and it was maybe, you know, the year in 2019, it was worth 350, 400, right? And you bought it for 500 a year late, a, a year into the pandemic. But then a year later, it went up to 650, 700. So, you know, it, it just, it was great because you, you saw a lot of return on whatever money you put into the market during the last two years. So you're still going to see return if you're looking big picture, 10, 20 years, you're still going to see returns. But you're, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like a 25% boom increase on your money, um, in my opinion. I mean, just based off of what I'm hearing, that, that and that the feds are trying to make this all slow down because it's getting out of control. So, <coughs> so yeah, housing markets, housing prices, real estate investing, disinformation, misinformation, Terrorism. Baby swaddle. Baby swaddle. <laughs> <laughs> face mask baby swaddle. We should start selling. Oh, your face is like a little baby being swaddled. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Just go say that to somebody. Oh, <laughs> your face is being oh, it's like a little baby. It's being swaddled. Is, is that, that comfortable? How, is that how it feels? <laughs> is that how that feels? Like a baby, like a baby's butt being swaddled. <laughs> big blanket around it's like how, why yeah. cats so I think why I like cats like really tight spaces and it feels good in like a like a shoe box I like, like to get into that shoe box oh, like yeah I'm glad I'm not moving to a blue state although shit even the red states still kind of comply with some of that stuff yeah Arizona's pretty suspect I think uh, so is Nashville purple yeah purple uh, I mean if you're in if you're in Austin ooh, look out yeah you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that that moved away, but that are susceptible to voting for the same types of people. So, I wonder if Oregon's <coughs> gonna. I, my parents were saying a lot of Republicans in off uh, running for office uh, this year, a lot more than normal mm -hmm. in Oregon, which is interesting. 
Yeah, good luck <coughs> with that. <coughs> right. Because all the people that would have voted him in are gone. <laughs> they left. No, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think there's enough, there, you know, uh, there's enough people in Oregon that are just so loyal. That, that's a big problem, right? Loyalty to the, to the color mm-hmm. or to the, mm-hmm. the party. Loyalty to the party. It's like, I don't fucking know you pieces of shit. I'm not loyal to any of you motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, I'm loyal to how you help me as a citizen. That's what I'm loyal to. I'm loyal to, to me and to right. my friends and family and people I know. I'm not loyal to fucking Joe Blow's fucking Republican or Democrat. I could give a shit what your label is. Yeah, if you're doing something good, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you have good benefits, then yeah. It's a fucking shitty product, okay? I've yeah. been in sales for 18 years, and I told you this at the beginning of the pandemic when the election was coming up. This is a shitty product, and I don't want to have any part of any of it. I'm not buying this product. I'm not buying this political product that they're yeah. selling. It's all garbage. It's all corrupt. It's all full of lies. And as a skilled salesperson, I like to be honest when I'm selling. And I don't want to buy products from people that are lying to me. I always felt that way about vaccines even before COVID, like back when there was the um, swine flu. Mm. They were trying to push vaccines, and I was like, I'll look at it. I was like, let me look at the, the side effects. And I was like, well, they've got crazy side effects. I don't want it. Right. That was it. I was like, yeah, I'm not sold on that. Well, yeah, any kind of, any kind of uh, pharmaceutical drugs are full of side effects and that yeah. are, they're not good for you. If for I, the there was a vaccine, part. if there was a vaccine that didn't have any bad side effects, I'd probably take it though. I don't take any drugs. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, as far as anything, I, no, I, neither know, do I. I, I don't take any prescribed anything and I'll fucking fight to the death to not do it. You know, I trust my body enough that I don't need that. I trust my body enough, my immune system enough that, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's true and what isn't. Like, are you, like we were talking about cholesterol the other day. Right. <laughs> is it really something that kills people? Like, yeah, there's or a is whole it just a sales tactic to sell me a drug to lower my cholesterol? There's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of people saying that cholesterol is good for you and like you should, like, yeah, that whole thing is a lie. Well, there's like yeah, three different kinds of cholesterol though. When yeah. I get my blood done, there's like three different kinds and one of them is like the good cholesterol and one of them is the bad cholesterol. And then I don't know what the other one is. Saturated fats? Is that part of that yeah yeah there's people that say that like you should eat that kind of stuff it's like really good for your brain and stuff it might be good for your brain but is it good for your heart yeah i don't know I'm, I'm not an expert on any of that either but yeah, yeah. everything's a lie probably <laughs> it's all sales the whole world is trying to sell us stuff for their own profit and it is or isn't good for you and uh people need to have the right to make up their own minds about what they want to buy yeah you know I just remembered uh, de Blasio eating the cheeseburger. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was crazy. He's like chewing into the mic. Like, this is really good. I remember if you go get your vaccine, you get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's super salesy. I love it. I don't understand. I don't understand why he thought go get a vaccine you get a cheeseburger it was a good a good move but you know a tons of people went and did it i know to get yeah. a free cheeseburger so they yeah. get fatter yeah so they could die easier after the vaccine wore off in 12 weeks yeah right yeah i talked to cattle I, I talked to a realtor who was helping me uh with a with a deal that i'm working on and he goes 
he's like, oh, man, sorry, I haven't got back to you. I got COVID really bad. I was like, oh, no. Or no, he, go, he goes, I got COVID. And I go, oh, did you get that Omicron? He goes, yeah, it's really bad, man. I just like, got fluid in my lungs and stuff. I was like, oh, well, you probably didn't get Omicron. Then. You probably got uh, you know, the other one, the Delta. It's like, yeah, I got that in December. It wasn't fun. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm triple jabbed and you know, I'm triple vaccinated. I got three shots. And I was saying, go, oh, how long ago was that? He's like, oh, back in December. I was like, oh, dude, those shots aren't doing shit for you, bro. He's like, really? I'm like, no. Don't you, you read up like the efficacy of those is like eight to 12 weeks or something? Eight to 13 weeks? I can't remember exactly, but it's like really short efficacy on those vaccines. That's why you need more and more of them. So you're just fighting that off with your immune system like I did, which isn't fun. But that's what we do with the flu, too, and that's not fun either. I mean, I've had so many flus where I thought I was going to die. Like, oh, my God, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. But I've gotten sick. I've gotten the same sickness from the flu vaccine when I got the flu vaccine. I got so sick I thought I was going to die just from the flu vaccine. And I was like, well, if I'm going to put something in my arm to get sick, I'll just take my chances of not getting it at all and instead of forcing myself to get sick. That's, that was kind of my... It kind of inspires me to make sure my health is top-notched where I just never get sick. Oh, yeah. You know, do like some breathing exercises, cold, cold therapy, like just go crazy with health. And yeah. Just never get sick. Yeah, me too. I you think can get to that point. There are people like that. I think that's a lot. Like if you look at Hollywood, you see a lot of actors and actresses now that have all like lost so much weight and they're all getting healthy and exercising. And like, I think that's, you know, what we should be focused on for sure is health. I know I'm trying to get yeah. myself in a position where I can heal the stupid workout uh, injury I got so I can get back into, you know, going hour or two a day. But um, it's hard when you get older. These injuries. We'll get there. Yeah. I'm not going to give up on it. It's painful. So I get it. <coughs> so <laughs> baby swaddle. That's the name of the podcast. Baby Swaddle. All about masks. Face mask, baby swaddle. FMBS. <laughs> I want to see if there's... FMBS. I just want to see. I never read the news anymore, so I never know. But I want to see if there's a new, mm. new COVID variant happening. Let's see. Let's see what it says. Is there a new COVID variant? Somebody said there was and that it was less. I mean, it makes sense. Every time a virus mutates, it gets less. But the it, ge it gets less potent or deadly, but more contagious. CDC, new Omicron subvariant takes over as dominant coronavirus strain. Hmm. Cool. That's great. The The... People are still <coughs> getting COVID. Why are people still getting COVID? That's a it's, a, it's a virus, dude. It's, it's got to live. It's trying to live, and it needs hosts to live. So it jumps and jumps, and it's just trying to live. Like, like us. the Spanish flu. Yeah, but it's like the Irish flu or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, in my opinion, I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I'm an idiot. But if if I if I get it right from what all the doctors I've listened to say. Um, biologists and epidemiologists and 
cardiologists and all those doctors that are out there saying st stuff and things that it gets less deadly, more contagious, and then eventually it, it just becomes like a common cold, which right. is herd immunity or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean that will happen. Yeah, that can happen. But herd immunity to the variant, it'll just keep changing, which is what the flu does, right? So we get herd immunity, and then it changes, and then we get herd immunity, and it changes, and it just stays alive. Mm. It just it just stays alive, and then it 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 keeps it gets to be a part of our lives. Is there any beneficial purpose to viruses? I don't know. <laughs> I guess killing off the weak, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thinning the herd. Thinning that's the, the only. Herd. That's the only benefit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that is what it is for. The biologists that I listen to, um, their podcast is awesome. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Dark Horse. Mm -hmm. the, they're they're in Portland, Oregon. They're liberals in Portland, Oregon, who um, have been ostracized out of their tenured teaching jobs for going against the COVID narrative. Um, <coughs> Heather Hying and, and Brett Weinstein, uh, Weinstein or Weinstein um, are awesome to listen to. They're just normal people that happen to be very smart and uh, very intelligent and have had, ha had their podcast out since March of 2020 when it started. And they've been going against the narrative ever since. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that I think they said that Omicron could be the end of it because it could create herd immunity. Um, but since it does appear to be something that was made in a lab, then we don't know what it could morph into. Because it's not a biological um, virus. And you know, it's easier to follow the the road of a, a biological virus, but if it's made in a lab, I mean, who, who knows what it could do? It could it could go down in in mortality um, in the in its mortality rate in the uh, way that it kills people, and then it could come back up, and so we don't know. That's what right. could could happen. Is it could get more powerful somehow because it's made in a lab. So, awesome. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they said that, and I don't think they would have said they're not part of any narrative <coughs> other than scientific. They're just talking about the possibilities. They're just trying to stay scientific of yeah. like, but it, I mean, it definitely could. We don't know. It was made in a lab. We don't know right. what it was made of. So, right. unless we knew, unless we had all the details, then we could study it and figure it out. But <coughs> so yeah, sketchy, still cool. sketchy. I mean, having that awesome, having those were not fun. Yeah, the second one, yeah, the Omicron was easy though. Omicron was like a couple days, right? I didn't enjoy <laughs> it. Very achy. Yeah, I remember the joints. Yeah, it was very like fluey, achy. Yeah, like a weird underarm rash. Not so weird. Oh yeah. Well, I got something on my face too that eventually went away. Yeah. I don't know if it was from that, but um, yeah, it was not. Uh, weird side effects. Makes you not want to be awake. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I always want to go to sleep. Yeah. 
Yeah, the cough was crazy. Yeah. I never got the cough, thankfully. I hate coughs. Coughs are my least favorite symptom of being sick. I think that's the most I've sneezed in my entire life during that one three-week period. Two to three-week period is the most I've ever sneezed combined with my entire life. <laughs> it's crazy. My dad, like, I, I think he told me he went to go do his taxes around last year, and he is a person that sneezes a lot just naturally. Like, mm-hmm. anytime you start sneezing, it's like 10 sneezes in a row oh, just yeah. randomly because he has allergies and stuff. And so he did one of these sneezing fits. <laughs> and they're like, sorry, sir, you're going to have to come back in about a week. <laughs> like, they kicked him out. They wouldn't oh let him. Oh, my God. They wouldn't let him do his taxes. <laughs> in Oregon? Yeah. Oh, my God. So funny. So stupid. Oregonians. people come to buy desks and stuff so selling stuff all right cool well let's uh let's listen to a little bit of a call so we can say we did (laughs) even though we're having fun talking about other stuff your last podcast with us for the time being you had man you did you had a lot of calls over seven minutes you had like a 28 (coughs) minute call first thing in the morning yep 20 or sorry 29 52 almost 30 minutes yeah you had a 14 and a half, 7.43, 10 minute, 19.24. I don't know why this says one 19 plus minute call, but you had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first quarter I was like, that's why I told you. I was like, I'm getting close. I'm getting lots of long calls. Right. Well, that was after. The 19 plus minute call was after first quarter. But I think that was at lunch you said. That's that. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. At lunch, yeah. yeah. Uh, 19 and then 13.47, 10 minutes, 7.44. 14 minutes, 11.36, and 16.15. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There's no reason you shouldn't have had sales yesterday, right? As far as looking at the amount of talk time and the amount of people that you kept on the phone and engaged, like you had a lot of interactions where you could have made sales. So unlike the day before where you're like, I felt like I got a lot of answering machines, you talked to a lot of people yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Probably just what we were talking about before, which is not allowing space for engagement, not being patient with people and (laughs) falling into your old shitty habit of the old pattern of uh, being being upset that people are asking you for olives. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (coughs) To clarify for the audience that we have, I, I used to I worked at Subway when I was. 19, I think, when I was the f- my first stint in junior college or com- community college, whatever. And I did that for a year while I was in college. And, and when you just do like the same thing over and over again and you're interacting with people, there's certain things that you find patterns. There's patterns, there's common behaviors, which is why you can get really good, how you can get really good at sales. Um, so, is those patterns, the predictability part, right? And uh, one of the ones that really got to me was when my, my store, the store owner that I worked for 
was one of my best friend's dad who owned this, uh, a few stores. Awesome dude, Fred Morton and, uh, and his wife, uh, Marilee, awesome people. And, um, and, and they, uh, and they um, were, you know, just getting started and olives were an expensive item. And so they were like, okay, we just want to put a few olives. <laughs> it's like, you know, about six, we wanted to kind of count them and to just kind of be in frugal as new business owners. And, uh, and so I, w- I was trying to stick to that. And then people would ask for more olives. Like, can I get, can I get more olives? Can I get more olives? Uh, can you put more olives on it? Can I get more olives? So it just come out like, and I just knew I had to put <laughs> less and they were going to say more. I just, I just knew it every time. So it got annoying. It got <laughs> super fucking annoying after six to eight months of doing it. Like people were like, let me guess. You want fucking more olives? Let me fucking guess. You want more olives, don't you? Okay, let me put more fucking olives on there. <laughs> Do you ever see Freddie Got Fingered? Uh, Tom Green? Yeah. Uh, He's in like a cheese so. sandwich shop, and he does. He puts like a ton. He does that. Same, he does kind of. I forget what happens, but or who? Yeah, some guy's a jerk to him, and mm. so he just puts a ton of cheese. He puts like an entire like thing of cheese all over. You want some more cheese? Here's some more cheese. It's <laughs> like puts. <laughs> Full stacks of cheese on his sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't. I don't. I don't remember that. But yeah, that's funny. That's it, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so in any job, you can get that annoyed. You can get annoyed when people say the same things over and over in certain parts of your interaction. Um, so, you know, what whether it's like, what if you're at a department store and somebody's like, "Do you guys have a restroom?" You just get upset when you hear that. You get annoyed. Like, there's signs over there. They're right there. Because you know where the restrooms are. And your regular customers know where the restrooms are. And it's really dumb that somebody can't find the restroom. So you're just (laughs) fucking annoyed every time somebody says, do you guys have a restroom? Of course we have a fucking restroom. The sign's right fucking there. Go fucking find it. (laughs) No. We don't have restrooms, right? Not for idiots, we don't. (laughs) <laughs> we don't have a bathroom for fucking morons that can't find it. <laughs> this is survival of the fittest. Just be that guy for one week. It's <laughs> for fun. Just always on edge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people get on edge, right? And, you know, some jobs are really stressful and high paced and, you know, you got a rush of people and you're trying to, uh, and people ask for more olives and that's it. That's what fucking did it. And you just snap inside and you fucking throw the sandwich at their face and you jump over the counter and you throw them through the window (laughs) and then you wake back up in reality and you're still just putting more olives on the sandwich. (laughs) And you're like smiling and nodding psychotically. Here's your more olives. And you go down (laughs) the line. Pepper, Parmesan, olive, uh, oil, oil, vinegar, pepper, Parmesan. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so in sales you can't do that in any job you shouldn't do that you shouldn't have those things annoy you but they can they can frustrate you and they can annoy you and then they can ruin your day and they can ruin your money and it can be some it turns into an excuse right it turns into an, an excuse for you know what if you did throw a guy through the window and now you go to jail or you lose your job or whatever you have to pay restitution or something you know, it can ruin allowing things like that to get to you um, can can ruin 
stuff. I mean, that's why Grant Cardone has that quote that he probably stole from somebody else, but a great attitude, uh, a bad attitude will cost you everything and a great attitude costs you nothing. And that's the truth. And just having a great attitude, you know, uh, transitioning, when we transitioned from Google to Facebook, when I transitioned away from partnerships, when I've had lots of transitions in business, and they're not easy. They're not easy. They're not comfortable. <coughs> yeah. They're very uncomfortable. And then there's a lot of growth that happens from those. You can tend to fall into a bad attitude. Yeah, dude. I could have had a way bad attitude. Lawsuits. You know, being in business and dealing with lawsuits, like I had to sue somebody, you know, it's like, fuck, dude. I kind of noticed that with my own transition. <clears throat> yeah. I've been having to fight. I've been having to tell myself, make sure you keep a good attitude through the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Even though I'm excited about the next phase, I'm like, I'm still like, I need to have a good attitude before, as I transition, you know, so that when I get to the other side, you're still, your momentum's not fucked up. Yeah, I think it's easier to have a great attitude when you have direction. And when you have vision <coughs> and you have um, something to be excited about, mm. but those are things you got to create, mm. you know, when you're in the sandwich shop grinding it out every day for a year and you're in school and the road to your goal is Mount Everest, you're at the bottom of Mount Everest. It's hard to, you know what I mean? It's hard to have that vision. <coughs> but once you're a little older, you've had successes and you've seen you've seen adversity and you've overcome adversity, it always makes it easier when adversity comes because yeah. you know you'll get past it. Yeah. So and you know it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know you're going you to grow. Yeah. yeah. It definitely sucks, but because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get, what kind of adversity it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could I'm thankful that it, uh, you know, I haven't experienced anything insane. Right. I'm yeah. lucky that it's not like I'm being tortured in some camp or something. Oh you know, my god! <laughs> yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that kind of stuff is like wow. Yeah, but like look at people who have like John. I wasn't there. Senator John McCain. I think he was out of Arizona, who was tortured in a in a camp in uh, Vietnam, right? And he and he was a PO, he was a POW prisoner of war for a lot of years, and right. came out of that and grew and then. Yeah. No, I mean just. Yeah. There's a, it there's a guy that just got out of prison after serving a, tw I think, 20-some years. I think it was like 29 years of his life for something he didn't do. Yeah, And he sucks. just got exonerated and got out of prison. And he's, like, just so peaceful and grateful. and like. That's what I'm saying. Glad I never went through that, though, because right. that, that's different. <coughs> that's something you're never going to get back. I mean, you look at people that were born without arms and legs and stuff, and it's like, oh, man. And they're just such good people, you yeah. know. They're just such good heart, heartfelt people, because they have compassion for others, you know. That that norm that some people don't have. I want to see the limbless people that are just <coughs> rotten people. They just fucking hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like Lieutenant Dan from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's where it can go. Right. right yeah. That's where it can go. Your choice: choose the one of two paths. You can be Forrest Gump, or you can be Lieutenant Dan. Exactly. Which one do you want to be? Yeah. Which how do you want to live your life? Yeah, because you will end up something. You will end up something. Your old Dan ended up killing himself, right? I don't. Know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, ended up dying, killing himself, or dying of something. I don't know. A great character. Yeah, great Gary, acting performance. Gary Sinise. And then he went and sold out and did that cop show or that CSI show. 
sold out. Wasn't he already sold out? I don't know. <laughs> That's a dumb term. You're right. Yeah. He's sold out and he's got a regular paycheck, which is great. Yeah. Good for him. He made some, he's making good money. But Like Nicolas Cage doing like 200 movies in one year. <laughs> <laughs> Had to pay off something. Did you, were you the one that told me that? I think you told me that. Somebody told me, no, somebody told me that Nicolas Cage dental has <coughs> been doing a ton of movies lately to pay something off. Back taxes. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He, he didn't want to get. Awesome. He didn't want to get Wesley sniped, and go to jail, go to prison. He's done some really good ones too, which is cool. Anyways, yeah, but he, but he, yeah, he's done some really shitty ones too. Right. Well, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, they're not all going to be winners if you yeah. do that many films. Yeah. yeah. He just took anything that came his way, right? For the most part, is that I think so. Yeah. I don't so. know. I think he probably did some. You know. Oh, this is a good director. I'll, rip, I'll do that one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, he has an amazing agent or whatever that helps him. I feel like I feel like Bruce Willis does that too. He just probably get whatever he wants. I mean, Nicolas Cage, you know, for the most part. I don't know. I think I think Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson. I see them in a shit ton of like shitty B movies now. Oh yeah, Mike Tyson is in a movie with uh, Bruce Willis. Really? Right now. <laughs> I don't know if it's come out yet, but I'm excited to see the Jamie Fox Mike Tyson movie. Is there? Oh, so he's in two movies. No, no. Jamie Foxx is going to play Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's going to nail it, dude. Mike he's Tyson's a character, man. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. Did you see him on Joe Rogan? Yeah. He's totally nuts. <laughs> he's totally nuts. <laughs> he's, I mean. He's totally fried. Yeah, I mean. He's, he's awesome, though. He's, he's deep. He's, like, deep. He's, like, very direct. He like says what's on his, he just says what he thinks. Yeah, I think he's a piece yeah, you know, he's cool. I think he's a little, you know, he's a little older, and he is super dangerous still, though. Too, I think. I think he. Well, I mean, as we saw on the plane, I didn't know. get to see that video. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think you still don't want to fuck with Mike Tyson. Well, no, I mean, he came out against Roy Jones Jr. in that that um, that fight, they, the boxing match that they did, and I mean, he looked he looked pretty scary, <laughs> but I think they they. Joe Rogan was saying that they must have had like a no knockout rule or something like during mm -hmm. during their bout like they must have signed some like no knockout rule mm -hmm. because n they could definitely knock each other out still mm -hmm. <laughs> and oh, no yeah. neither one of them hit each other that hard it, it looked like interesting you know yeah I just love his voice his voice just cracks me up yeah he's a big huge man with a tiny mousy voice <laughs> you know I just, I actually, I think I've watched a compilation of him like getting, like cussing out reporters on live television or just like in interview, like the, ba the interviews that go south with him are so funny. Oh, like back in the day when he was. Yeah, kind of back in the day, but kind of recent. Not super recent, but like, yeah, like. 2000s. Like after he got convicted stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like Maybe even before that. Comeback. I think I just, if you just see like interview gone bad Mike Tyson YouTube, that's good stuff. Hilarious, but, but he doesn't like fight anybody, right? No, he just like he just talks. He just shit. like cusses him out. Yeah, he just talks shit. <laughs> and you're he's a scary. rat piece of shit. You know that you're a rat piece of shit. <laughs> you're a real rat piece of shit. <laughs> uh, so funny. You're a rat piece of shit. You know that? <laughs> no, because you're a rat piece of shit. I'm uh, trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive for you. You'll be being negative. You'll be a negative. You're a rat piece of shit. I'll put your, I'll put your mother and drink her blood. 
it's like some well-to-do, like really proper reporter, just like, oh, Mike, well, that's not, okay, Mike, I'll eat All right, Mike, well, I'm <laughs> sorry to hear that, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be super cordial, probably scared. Oh, yeah, <laughs> scared shitless. Oh, okay. Man. All right, should we wrap it up? <laughs> Is it time? No. Okay. Oh, we got a half an hour. Cool. Yeah, I cool. got like half an hour. Sweet. All right, let's get into it. All right, um, let's listen to the 19 plus minute call. Or let's see. Or should we listen to a funny one? Do you have a funny one? I don't know. I don't know what a funny one is. No. Should we listen to like a 10 minute one? See, see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what, see what you, you, you choose. All right, I'll do the one before lunch when you're probably getting tired and wanting to go to lunch. connected hello this hey this is eric hi eric hi um trying to reach a realtor am i in the right place yes okay awesome i just found you on realtor.com and i uh, want to send some new clients to you oh yeah yeah and i uh, want to let you know i'm not so let's do something different. Let's have you critique yourself like you used to back in the day. Remember when you used to pull your own calls? Okay. At the end of the day, you used to like pull your own calls and like be super sure. critiquey on yourself. Yeah. Let's, let's do that and let's hear what you have to say about your calls. Okay. Cool. Not with a lead service or an agent roster site or a Google company. I know they call you guys a lot. <laughs> Relentlessly. Oh, yeah, and they call us too, so breathe easy. What we do is completely different. I'm sorry, I think I lost you. No, I'm still here. Oh, sorry, it's completely what? I said what we do is completely different. So are you a brokerage? So I'm with a company called Trailhead. We're based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and we created a promotion for a few agents in Tennessee to try us out without any commitments to see how much business we could bring them. I have a really active spot near your office I want to run by you. Give me less than two minutes. I'll explain how we're different and our promotion, and we'll get you set up if you want to try us out. Okay? Okay. And what we do is very straightforward. We're a Facebook-certified partner, and we do Facebook geo-targeted advertising. We're filling positions all around your area today, and Murfreesboro is getting incredible activity. Is Murfreesboro a good area for you? I'm sitting in the middle of it right now. Okay, awesome. So I'm just going to use Murfreesboro as an example because it's extremely active. So there are at least 2,000 buyers and sellers nationwide per month that all fit Facebook's geo-tracking criteria, which means they're looking to either purchase or list a home in Murfreesboro on multiple search engines and various real estate websites, which is amazing activity for a market that size. But right now, when these clients are scrolling through their Facebook newsfeed, they're not finding a local agent they can easily reach out to directly. And that's because it's blanketed by lead services. Places like Trulia, Zillow, Realtor.com, Homes.com. I'm sure you're very familiar with all those. 
Yeah. So we take a much more direct approach by placing an actual real estate agent as an individual right in the Facebook news feeds of those clients with your name, your cell phone number right up front, as well as a click to call button. So clients can call you, text you, or click on the ad and message you directly through your website of choice. Does that make sense so far? It does. Okay, perfect. Now here's the best part. What sets us apart from other companies is that we give you a guarantee. And that means we will deliver over 2,000 buyers and sellers every single month per city that will see your ads on Facebook. That's the trailhead traffic results guarantee. And we send out reports at the end of each month so that you can see the results for yourself. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And then the one-day promotion is very straightforward as well. Each market for Facebook is only a flat rate of 159 per month. And that's it. We don't charge you per click or per client, and we never ask you for a referral fee. We also keep it completely month to month. So we never lock you into a contract. There's no cancellation fee, and there's no fine print of any kind. So you're always in the driver's seat. And the idea is to blanket your market, show you the best results as soon as possible, and earn yeah. your business based on oh, that every yeah, single okay. month. I was like, I skipped that. Right now, Murfreesboro no, is incredibly seconds. active. Okay. What other market do you want to pick up a listing in? All right, let's stop it there. So that is the four-minute mission. You got it done in four minutes, and you got it done in five minutes. So between four and five, so good timing. What did you think about that four-minute mission so far to the first close? Uh, I thought it was fine. I think I could probably smile a little bit more maybe. Mm. Um, I think I might be over overthinking the intro a little bit mm. and uh, thinking that I, being too self-conscious in the intro or something. Mm. Sounding not like myself, which is weird. Right. We, because you've done it a hundred, three, five, uh, half a million times. Yeah. <laughs> in over so. four years. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm going out how I came in. Like a rookie? <laughs> <laughs> Overthinking the intro? I mean, come yeah. on, man. I mean, you, you've done this so long. You, you just, your energy just sounds down. You just kind of don't sound like you're in the fight right now. It's like, just kind of sound like you're going through the motions a little bit. <coughs> um, yeah. Just smiling and putting, just being excited about your last week and the potential of earning money to go into your move and, yeah. you know, and trying to do that. bridge the gap. And, you know, that's why I was talking about, like, just focusing on, in on the moment. Like, focusing on this one call and give it everything you got. I think I tend to do really well with that kind of thing in the first quarter, and then my energy starts to dwindle after the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm good. tired. Okay, I'm tired now. It just starts to go like this. <laughs> but it can't, right? Yeah. It can't in any job. It can't, you know. Um, you know, if you're, if you're running a business where you have a uh, constant flow of traffic coming through so you have customers all day long coming through your shop you can't get like that 
There's yeah. no quarter of the day where you can be tired and not do your work or you're going to break something or you're going to hurt somebody's feelings or you're going to mess up a count. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to mess something up or, you know, you got to be on your game at all times uh, yeah. while you're doing your job. Right. Um, you know, so, yeah. What did you think? I just thought it was low energy. I yeah. just thought it was like, you know, you're saying all the right things. You know the script in and out. You know when to pause and when to respond. Yeah. But I just felt like it was like this, how I'm talking now. Right. Instead yeah. Of That's like what I was saying. I could smile more. Yeah. But higher energy. Yeah. Just like more positive excitement. Right. In what you're talking about. You just don't sound like you give a shit about what you're saying. <laughs> right. Much. So. Yeah. Let's hear the closes so and the rubs. What would prevent me from doing this for myself? That's a great question. So we're a Facebook Blueprint certified partner, which takes 90 days to go through all this studying and testing. So you're going to have to do that to be able to do what we do. And so we know how to push all the right buttons in the Facebook ad platform, whereas a realtor will end up wasting a lot of time and money. So you're just better off paying us to do it for you. And you're going to love that. We are going to pay for your other market. So other than Murfreesboro, what's another market that you want to see some new business in? That was good. Yeah. Probably Smyrna. Okay. I'm looking up Smyrna right now. Smyrna. Wow. Smyrna is getting incredible activity as well. So that is going to put you in front of a minimum 2,000 buyers and sellers every single month for Smyrna. So between Smyrna and Murfreesboro, you're putting yourself in front of over 4,000 buyers and sellers every single month nationwide, guaranteed. So great job on those. That's going to be a big win. And from convert that into actual business? Great question. So you just have to answer your phone and close them down. Answer. Did, did he just ask, how do you convert marketing into business? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> is, he a, is he a new agent? I guess. I don't think so. Sounds like a new agent. But I don't think so. Well, that was a weird question. But cool. Yeah. You're on the right track. I think he's probably answer. wondering about conversion rate. Right. And that, that's where this call goes. I remember this call. Mm. It's, it turns into one of those. Well, if you can't give me numbers, can't give me the better numbers than that, then yeah, I'm and not that's, interested. And that's due to your lack of enthusiasm in the four-minute mission, in my opinion, because now he's like Mr. Analytical. Mm-hmm. There's no emotion. It's all analytics. Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. that happens. Sometimes that happens when you're still trying to be, like, you know, fun and, and have the right kind of certainty energy and that bottled enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. That'll happen, but sometimes you can create that by not having that bottled enthusiasm and mm-hmm. certainty, emotion, and caring about what you're talking about. Right. Because you're kind of sounding analytical too, just like. Right. You know. So he's like, oh yeah, he's mirroring you a little bit. Right. Yeah. Phone and answer texts, answer emails, because clients can call you or text you right from the ad. So just make sure you're closing them down as much as possible, answering your phone as much as possible. How many responses do you get out of 2,000 leads? Because quite frankly, I don't have the capacity to work 2,000 leads. I don't have the So, mis- misinformation, he thinks it's leads. We already clearly have said it's not leads, so he's not paying attention, um, which is common in our, f- in our field, right? Mm-hmm. 
this could be a situation where you're like, oh, fucking, I want more olives. Right. Where you start to get annoyed with these buying questions. Right. Buying questions are what we should be excited about mm-hmm. and not be annoyed with. Right. And um, so, yeah. So hopefully you're, well, I'm sure you're probably annoyed. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Great question. So yeah, it's not going to be 2,000 leads. It's going to be 2,000 buyers and sellers that will see your ads on Facebook every single month. Uh, So you're going to love that. As far as your conversion rate goes, it really varies from market to market and from realtor to realtor. You just have to answer your phone as much as possible and close the deals that come your way. So the sky's the limit. You definitely have to do your part because we're going to do ours. So the sky's the limit. So the sky's the limit. Right. Just different. The tone is, yeah. Tone is off. The tonality and more inflection. Peppy, more peppy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, great question. So definitely, so yeah, great question. So it's not going to be leads. This is going to be 2,000 serious home buyers and sellers that are looking to list or purchase a home in your city, town, mm-hmm. or suburb. So you're going to love that. And then about your other question about conversion rate, that's also one of my favorites. So, right. you know, <laughs> It's got to cheese it up a little bit, yeah. man. It's got to cheese it up a little bit. Yeah. Ooh, that's also another one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe I'll do that the rest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> People love a good gay guy, man. Just gay it up. Big gay Eric the rest of the week. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when I'm on the phone, I'm getting big gay Luke. And people love me. I know. Just gay it up. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with, I mean, people, who's going to be mean to a really sweetheart of a gay guy? Nobody wants to be mean to that happy gay guy. They just, they want to be nice to him because he's so nice. Yeah. Dude, I had the best waiter the other day. The best gay waiter. He's the best. Like, wanted to hang out with him so bad. It's like, dude, you're so fun. He's just, like, so friendly and, like, quirky and, like, I don't know. Just so Mm -hmm. genuine and funny mm-hmm. we had a great time with him tipped him really big just i wanted to get his number and hang out with him which <laughs> number or which uh restaurant oh it's called um it's off of i think it's off of indian school in like 24th it's like a it's like a um, it's like up you go up these stairs and then it's just it's like this bar that has a balcony uh, Which one, where? where? It's like off of twenty uh, fourth <coughs> and Indian School. Oh, okay, hmm. somewhere in there. Do you remember the name? I'll look it up for you later. Yeah, but it's cool. yeah, it's like the balcony or or the, uh, It's not the porch. It was cool. Yeah, it was a cool place. What kind of food did you have? Awesome service. Uh, nothing memorable. It's like you know, good solid bar food. Mm. Oh, I had a I had like a pizza. Their pizza was good. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, nice. Because I got my vaccine, so I got a pizza. Oh, nice. You know? That word reward, reward. I got a reward for getting, <laughs> putting poison in my body. I put more poison in my body. This is awesome. Yeah. Pepperoni poison. Yeah. It's just all about the poison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that poison. Yeah. But how many actually, how many actually respond to the ad? Not, not necessarily conversion rate, but of 2,000 impressions, how many actually respond to the ad? Great question. So, that, so that's out of my head. 
Yeah, so that also varies from market to market and from realtor to realtor, but we represent over 15,000 realtors nationwide, and they're all in a month-to-month with us, just like you'll be, and we retain 97% of them every single month. So that should be a perfect indication of just how effective this is going to work for you as well. So you're going to love that. But you don't have, you don't have an aggregate number of what y'all's ads, y'all's targeted ads get as far as responses go? It just varies from market to market and from realtor to realtor. It would be awesome if all 15,000 of the realtors that we work with took the time to reach out to us to tell us how many calls they're getting, but they don't. You guys get busy. But if you need a hard number, it's not a secret. You can just Google it. If you Google conversion rate of Facebook ads for real estate or something like that, last time I checked, it was around 10.68%, which is pretty high for an average but I think you're above average realtor, so you're probably going to have a much higher conversion rate than that. So you're going to love this. Yeah. Now, but you is said the... that uh, people see your ads and they can click through the ads. So is there not back channel to see on your specific ads what your specific response rates are from your ads? It just varies. Through it and it should register. Well, I know it varies, obviously, but you would have an aggregate number between all of your um, – all of your results, right? No, there's no aggregate number. It just varies from market to market and from realtor to realtor. But keep in mind that we retain 97% because we retain 97% of our 15,000 realtors nationwide since 2013. So that alone is a perfect indication of just how effective it's going to work for you. As long as you're answering your phone, closing down the deals, you're going to love it. And we wouldn't be able to make yeah. it month to month if it didn't work because then we just go out of business. Right. So. Well, <laughs> Are lazy about canceling stuff. So, okay. Well, I, think I don't I'm know about that. Man, and I'm 100% <laughs> sure about that. Um, but no, if you can't okay. give me some, some better numbers than that, I think we're good. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't give me better numbers than that. And I'm Whatever. Good. Whatever. If I gave you a number, you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, he'd poo poo anything you told him. He was just trying to poo poo. Yeah, if, if the only thing you could have said to sell this guy, you'd have had to lie. Mm-hmm. You'd have had to say, yeah. hey, we're a marketing company that can guarantee that you're going to make money off of one month of service for one fifty nine. You fucking dumb shit. Yeah. How can we guarantee yeah. anything in marketing, right? Yeah. It's like, all right, dude, you're, you're being unrealistic. You, you want something you can't get anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can't give me something that's unrealistic, then I'm not willing to even consider what you have to offer or even listen to how valuable it could be because it's not unrealistic (laughs) and fake. I want something fake and unrealistic that can't happen. And if you can't give me that, I don't even want it. Hey, that's the world today. (laughs) (laughs) It's the world in a nutshell. Yeah, that's all the people we hired over the last year not all of them there's been some awesome people we hired actually poison and unreality (laughs) and baby swaddling yeah (laughs) baby face swaddling cool all right so i mean i I know what i need to do is just cheese it up yeah and work on my tone yeah just you even in your response your responses were correct but it didn't sound you weren't out convicting. Just him. be more crazy. Just be, be more, more convincing. Cheesy. Yeah. Like they weren't out convicting his conviction. 
Yeah. We're just like, eh, I mean, it's this. If you want it, fine. It's too much indifference. Yeah. Yeah, great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gra- <laughs> yeah, great question. It just varies from market to market and from realtor to realtor. You just have to answer your phone as much as possible and close the deals that come your way. Okay? Okay. Awesome. You're going to love You're it. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, I'm just gonna have fun today. I know. Let's just, let's do another short one since we have a little more time. Okay. We'll put you like a like a seven minute one or something. Or you know, we'll, we'll listen to a fourteen minute one because we have twenty minutes. Can <coughs> I? This is Eric. Well, hi, Eric. Hey. <laughs> <With>? <laughs> your realtor. Am I in the right place? With what? Um, uh, I mean, what are you looking for? <laughs> uh, actually, I, I found I you on realtor.com, and uh, I want to send some new clients to you. Well, um, it depends on what you charge to send them to me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually not with a lead service or an agent roster site or a Google company. Mm-hmm. I know they call you guys a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and they call us too. So breathe easy. What we do is completely different. Okay. Yeah, so I'm with a company called Trailhead. We're based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and we created a promotion for a few agents in Tennessee to try us out without any commitments to see how much business we could bring them. And I have a really active spot near your office, so I want to run by you. Give me less than two minutes. I'll explain how we're different and our promotion, and we'll get you set up if you want to try us out. Okay? You got two minutes. (laughs) What we do is very straightforward. (laughs) We're a Facebook-certified partner, and we do Facebook geotargeting. All right. What do you think about that intro and the transition to the display? Uh, it was fine. I think I could have built more connection with her laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good moment for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I did a little bit, but not enough. Maybe. No, you just kind of ignored her in the right. uh, transition. Just kind of ignored her. Tried to go, stopped, let her finish, and then tried to go again. Like you were rolling your eyes. Like that's it. It's not funny, lady. Listen, you know, yeah. it's like just annoyed. You just sound annoyed. So okay. You could have been like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah, what we yeah. do is very straightforward. <laughs> 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 what we do is very straightforward. We're f- yeah, and you know, what we do is very straightforward, too. We're a Facebook certified partner. Just a little more human and, and, and engaged in that moment with her. It wasn't scam likely, so. Oh, we got to get pitched. Yeah, I don't know who it was, but it wasn't scam likely, so I don't know. Could have been a business thing I need to deal with. Closing on a refi today, so that's probably it. Targeted advertising. Mm -hmm. We're filling positions all around your area today, and Lachlan Springs is getting incredible activity. Mm -hmm. Is Lachlan Springs a good area for you? It is. 
Okay, awesome. So I'm going to use Lachlan Springs as an example because mm -hmm. it's extremely active. Mm -hmm. So there are at least 2,000 buyers and sellers nationwide per month that all fit Facebook's geo-tracking criteria, which means they're looking to either purchase or list a home in Lachlan Springs on multiple search engines and various real estate websites, which mm -hmm. is amazing activity for a market that size. But right now, when these clients are scrolling through their Facebook news feed, they're not finding a local agent they can easily reach out to directly. And that's because it's blanketed by lead services. Places like Trulia, <laughs> Zillow, Realtor.com, mm -hmm. Homes.com. I'm sure you're very familiar with all those. Absolutely. Yeah. So we take a much more direct approach by placing an actual real estate agent as an individual right in the Facebook news feed, buyers and sellers, every single month per city that will see your ads on Facebook. That's the Trailhead Traffic Results Guarantee, and we send out reports at the end of each month so that you can see the results for yourself. Pretty cool, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then the one-day promotion is very straightforward as well. Each market for Facebook is only a flat rate of one Fifty-nine per month. And for first-time clients, what we're doing and huh. right now, Lachlan Springs is incredibly active. What other market do you want to pick up a Four listing minutes, in? Four minutes, fifty seconds. Um, well, I have call. been. Um, I've had two listings in Polk Place. Is that what you're asking? The neighborhood, or you're asking the zip code? Yeah. So we go by city, town, suburb, and neighborhood. Hmm. Well, Franklin um, neighborhood. I mean, Franklin's the city. Three seven zero six four six seven is my zip code. Okay, I'm looking up Franklin right now. Oh. Franklin is getting incredible activity as well. So this is going to put you in front of a minimum of 2,000 buyers and sellers every single month for Franklin. Mm -hmm. So between Franklin and Lachlan Springs, you're putting yourself in front of over 4,000 buyers and sellers every single month nationwide, guaranteed. So great job on those. That's going to be a big win. Mm -hmm. And from here, is this the best phone number for new clients? I mean, I think your energy sounds pretty good on this one. Mm -hmm. Totally different, right? Yeah. Is it earlier or later? Later. Mm -hmm. Later. Uh, let's see. So then, I went back up. Yes. Just kidding. Yeah, that was at one thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. There's a reason we didn't close this lady down. She sounds like a total buyer. I know. I yeah. remember this one. It's to call you on. It is. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to send you everything in writing in an email receipt in the next few minutes. What's the best email I can send that to? My name, Tom. Okay. Awesome. And I'm looking at your website right now. And that's your website. Is that your 
best website to direct new clients to, or do you have another website you prefer to use? Um, is that one not good enough? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's an awesome website. It's a great website. It has everything a client needs to work with you from start to finish. That's going to work awesome. And then we're going to call you back in the next one to two business days to send you screenshots of your ads live on Facebook for Franklin and Lachlan Springs. And we can use uh, this number, or you, do you have a different number you want us to call you back on? I was supposed to card and I card myself. Okay. <laughs> We awesome. And then today, under the one-day promotion, it's just one fifty-nine to reserve Franklin and Lachlan Springs, and we can use Visa, Mastercard, American Express, or Discover, which works best for you. Just not paying attention. Okay, right? let me think that. about it. You can call me back today, but um, I'm going to talk to someone about it and see what they think, and then I'll let you know. Well, hey, I totally get it. And the beauty of the service is each market we provide gets at least 2,000 buyers and sellers seeing your ads per city each month, guaranteed. And we're filling the market right now. Okay. Have you seen an ad on yeah, Facebook I Google, recently? Yeah, I want to Google, You said it's Trailhead. Exactly. Have you seen an ad on Facebook recently? Uh, for y'all? On just any kind of Facebook ad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. All the time. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's a silly question because we all see ads every day. Yeah, I day. just posted my closing I just had, so I figured that's where you saw me from. Yeah, we all see ads every day, so I just want you to visualize oh, your Facebook wow, news feed wow, with me wow. for a minute because this is very different. Should have been. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, actually, I found you on Realtor.com, mm -hmm. but that's really cool that you post your listings. That's, <laughs> a, that's a good thing to do. That's smart. Then you could have statused yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's a really smart thing to do. Most of the good realtors do that, so good on you. And actually, I found you on Realtor.com, and I, I know we all see. I actually found you on Realtor.com. Pause. Oh, okay, uh, okay, uh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, and I know we all see all kinds of ads every day. Oh. Just a little more connection, yeah. human connection moment. Basic stuff. Yeah. From a typical Facebook ads campaign. So let's say I live in Franklin, and I want to sell mm -hmm. my home, but I'm not a realtor. I don't have access mm -hmm. to the MLS. I'm not sure how to price my home, how to put it on the market, draft a contract from an offer, Keller Williams or Remax. So let's say I click on one or two, a beautiful home, know what she's doing, so I'm just going to call her. And so when these home buyers and sellers are calling you directly, just ask them how they found you. There's absolutely no risk and huge upside potential. And this campaign on Facebook is going to work fantastic for you. And okay. from here, under the one-day promotion, it's just 159 on month-to-month -month terms. What kind of card do you want to use today? Well, I told you I want to Google you. <laughs> so before I put my card out there. Well, yeah, so. I totally get it. I totally get it. Every realtor I've ever worked with wants their marketing dollars to pay off because when it comes to marketing, it's all about low cost and high return. And I know that you and I can agree that in real estate, location is very important. And you definitely understand the need to advertise in your target market, especially now, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and so out of all those social media platforms available online these days, Facebook is by far the most popular. So even that response, right, mm -hmm. was 
was disconnected. Right. Right. But it was like, right. And it was like well, going to the next spot and just throwing uh, it in there because you needed to. It's more about like, yeah, me focus on what I want to say. Yeah. <clears throat> they dominate. They have over 1 billion more active users per month than the next platform. But right now, people who have been searching for real estate in your city may not be finding one local realtor in their newsfeed for them to call. So your potential clients have no other option but to click into one of these large online directories like Zillow, or they fill out pages of personal information and oftentimes get sold as a lead. Now, these companies, Trulia, Zillow, Homes.com, they pay millions to be served in those clients' news feeds because that's where all the business is. And they're getting a huge return on their investment over time. But for clients, it's overwhelming and it's confusing because until now, that was their only option. So picture this with me. When any one of these 4,000 clients are actively scrolling through their Facebook news feeds, because they've searched on those real estate websites first, they're going to see your name, your number, and your personal website at the exact moment they need a realtor on Facebook. So I am very confident in the fact that you're going to love what you see, and this is why we're willing to take a financial hit up front while keeping our service month to month without a contract and extending that promotion out for six months. Because we know once you see this working, you're going to be a lifetime client. You're going to love it. And from here for the 159, what card do you want to use? Well, I told you I want to do my research before I do this. So I need to get off the phone and I've got to call a client. So let me do my research, and I will get back with you, or you can call me, okay? Hey, I completely understand. You and don't I have want another call any... coming in, so I really need to go right now. Thank you, but you can call me back. I completely understand. You don't want to invest a penny on anything that doesn't bring you a return on. Ooh, there she goes. Cool. There she goes. All right, so, I mean, there she goes. fundamentally, you're amazing. Right. Fundamentally, you're very sound. Things I want you to focus on, and I think you already wrote these down, were tonality, inflection, and uh, confident, positive energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Inflection, tonality, confident, positive energy. And acknowledging connection. Yeah. Pe- acknowledging people more genuinely, being more yeah. likable, more interested in people. Right. Yeah. More interested in people. You're in the, hey, for the next three days, you're in the people business. Right. So fucking act like it, right? right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna miss you, buddy. I love yes. you to death, and same. Um, gonna gonna miss having you around and going to ball games and going out and having fun and you know winning together and you you've taught me a lot. I've taught you a lot. We've um, we've grown together in four years, and you've seen a lot of changes in the company, and you know some big changes, and you're seeing another big one, and uh, I know that you will be very successful in whatever you do. You take the principles you've learned at Trailhead Marketing and and uh, with Grant Cardone and all the self work that you've done on yourself to make yourself a, a your best self, and you just keep that up, dude. You're gonna you're gonna crush it. 
Well, I'll say, man, I, I've learned a lot being here. I mean, priceless stuff that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. So I really appreciate, you know, everything I've learned from you. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's stuff I'm going to take, take with me for sure. So next phase of our relationship, right? You're going to come to Nashville. You're going to, you're going to do some real estate out there and me and Oak will be ready to, uh, work for you in some capacity in the future. So he'll need a job. So just let us know. We'll be, we'll be around for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep, just uh, door closes and other opens. Exactly. And so that's what's happening for both of us, and and uh, we're all excited about it. So we'll keep in touch, and and uh, that's what I was saying earlier. Is like, hey man, we've got a good sphere, a good sphere of people mm-hmm. that have come through Trailhead, and unfortunately, some of them have ended, you know, not so great. But uh, for the most recent sphere of people, we want to keep things, we want to keep each other in each other's thoughts and and hearts and in in mind when it comes to deals and helping each other out to become successful and of course it's important to me is to continue to help you guys become successful oh yeah um and you know that's gonna that's gonna help me in return too right helping priceless others things. helps you priceless things i've learned here yeah bro all right well peace out everybody peace out